Hi everyone, welcome to the Panama Podcast. I'm James Prescott, your host. Really great to be with you all today. I'm really excited about my guest today. Um, Ryan O'Neill from Sleeping At Last has joined me today. Um, really excited to talk to him about the Enneagram, about creativity, about all sorts of other things. So welcome to the show, Ryan. Hey James, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you. Yes, this has been a long time coming. I've wanted you, wanted to have you on the show for quite a while. So, um, oh, thank you. It's really exciting from something for me, um, um, and hopefully for people who are listening as well. Because uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about some interesting stuff today. So, tell us a bit about kind of your story, your background. For sure. So my name is Ryan. Uh, I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Well, right outside of Chicago. And um, I make music under the name Sleeping at Last, as you mentioned, uh, which sounds like a band name, but I am indeed one person. Um, I've been making music for a very, very long time. So uh, when I was about 14 years old, I got my first, maybe about 13 years old, got my first guitar and um, pretty quickly realized that I wanted to spend the rest of my life making music and fell in love, madly in love, with uh, with the craft of writing songs and have just been writing songs ever since. And uh, um, Sleeping At Last, the, is, like I said, is the name that I make music under, and I have been doing that for uh, for well over a decade. It's probably been about, uh, I don't even know how many years, to be totally honest, probably, probably close to 17 or 18 years. Um, it originally yeah. started out uh, with some friends of mine as a band, um, and uh, eventually, one by one, they, they they got interested in doing other things, and so I've uh, held on to the name and, and just continued creating um, and continue writing these uh, these songs that are so personal to me uh, under under Sleeping at Last. Yeah, and you've written some great work. Um, Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so I I, I can't um, there's so much of it. Um, a lot of it. I, the thing, one of the things I love about your work is that it's. A lot of it is concept based. Um, yes. But there's one. There's one album which has got. Um, I think it's got a. It's got a track for each planet. And yes. The sun and the stars and like all that kind of thing, which is amazing. Um, and then, Thank you. And we've got now the Enneagram album, where we have yep. a song for each number type on the Enneagram, uh, which is. That's right. Um, I don't think you've even finished releasing them all yet. I think uh, no, uh, one through one through seven are out now, and I'm still still chipping away on the uh, the last two of these songs. <laughs> so yeah. my brain is still spinning with the Enneagram uh, research and 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 thought. Yeah, and that's well, that's what I want to get into for the next part of the, the episode because yeah. the Enneagram we've kind of touched on it in a few episodes of the of the podcast and never really gone into much detail about it. Um, uh, the, the Enneagram, if people don't know, it's kind of a, I wouldn't call it a personality type. It's a, it's kind of a sacred way of understanding who we are. I think that's... Oh, that's a beautiful way to put I it. Yeah, absolutely. that's what I would call it. It's, um, and there's nine different types, mm-hmm. if, which are given numbers, um, you know, one to nine, mm-hmm. <laughs> originally. Um, <laughs> um, and... Um, each person kind of is generally fits is always grounded centered in one number and then has a what's called a wing which is one of the numbers either side of it yes um so for example i'm a four with a five wing and that kind of means that i'm kind of creative individualist like like to break the rules kind of uh, you know, expressive, introspective, that kind of thing. Um, you are a, a dynamic, emotional force to be reckoned with. <laughs> yes. 
Um, and you are, what, what, what are you? What number are you? I am a type nine. So um, that is sometimes called the peacemaker. So um, uh, it's basically, I, I, I hate conflict with uh, every fiber of my being and uh, will do everything I possibly can to avoid it and to get around it. Um, and I just really want to make sure that people around me feel um feel okay. And so, uh, and it, what's funny is, so I'm a type nine and I'm writing these, these Enneagram songs. And uh, I started with the, with the, the, the song one, uh, as you do. <laughs> and Obviously, so, yeah. <laughs> um, but that leaves me in a, in a, in a kind of a, a funny predicament because, uh, I'm not writing my song until the very, very end of this project. Um, which is, which is kind of perfect, perfectly fitting for uh, the type nine to do because I'm avoiding <laughs> dealing with my yeah. own baggage and my own, <laughs> my own stuff. So, um, yeah. so yeah. So, uh, even the way that I've approached these Enneagram songs is, a, a, a kind of a, a, an underline of, of my own type. Yeah. It's really interesting. I know somebody who's a nine and they read a book, Richard Rawls book about the Enneagram. Um, yeah. we've written quite a few books about the Enneagram if you're going to find out about the Enneagram that's the place to go I really keep telling people that Richard Rohr, the best person yeah, to... Richard Rohr is amazing uh, and um, yeah. Chris Hewitt is actually how I came to the Enneagram who actually works quite a bit with uh, Father Richard and um, and yeah so between those those two incredible dudes uh, that's, that's kind of everything I know about the Enneagram uh, essentially stemmed from them yeah and I was saying, I was saying my friend read one of Richard Wall's books on the yeah. nine types, and she's a nine. And she awesome. went to the chapter on nines straight away. She skipped, <laughs> skipped to that chapter. And the chapter there begins is. by saying, if you're a nine, you probably skipped to this chapter first, didn't you? Like, and it was li- literally yeah. it was so funny. And I couldn't believe when they told me that. I was just cracking up. I love it. Um, I love it. There's there's a lot of kind of funny enneagram stuff that happens. Uh, a, a close friend of mine um, is is I, I kind of knew before uh, he did that he's a, a type eight, which is the the need to be against. They're sort of the challenger, the um, kind of uh, kind of you know testing all of the all the limits of every situation. And um, I knew without even question that that's what he was. And uh, we were talking about the Enneagram and I was kind of telling him what it is. And he's like, well, what, what type am I? And I was like, well, I, th- I think you're a type eight, which by the way, is a kind of an Enneagram party file. You're not really supposed to type other people. <laughs> but um, but he, he he quickly said like, no, I'm not. And he was like totally serious. And I just thought that was like the perfect eight thing to say is no, yeah. I'm not. Even though he has no idea what the Enneagram is, it's just that need to be against like right away. <laughs> yeah yeah it's so true so true but it is funny i, I one thing that I, I and i'm completely guilty of this as well uh but that story that you just told about your friend um flipping to the uh, you know the type nine pages yeah. first that that really is it, i feel like what's interesting about the enneagram is everybody just it, there's a there's a slight I don't want to say narcissism but there's a slight like that's what I, I think that the I think that that's what draws people to the Enneagram first is like huh wait what what does it have to say about me yeah <laughs> and, true, and every, uh, yeah. every time it <laughs> yeah I, when I, I I mean I'm four and I when I when I read the book I wanted to go to the four chapter first yeah. Like, exactly. I mean, we love all the people around us, but really we're interested in how we, <laughs> yeah. what somebody else has to say about us, right? Yeah. And the other thing, the other thing is that I find funny is when you know about your type and then you notice things in yourself. Like, so, like, as oh, a yeah. four, like, we can often confuse our emotions with facts. 
Um, <laughs> yes. it's, like a, it's like a stereotypical four thing to do. And I notice it in myself all the time and I'm getting upset about something which isn't actually happening or real, but it, it's like, oh, but it feels true. Like, it you know, feels so real, absolutely. Yeah, and that's, like and so that's the, thing, It is funny. Like, but I do feel like that's when I was first introduced to the Enneagram, um, like I said, from my friend Chris Hewart, this was probably seven or eight years ago. I, I was so incredibly skeptical of the whole thing. I just I really loved him. And so um, I kind of heard him out. But any any in, in past, any like personality typing just feels unhelpful. It just feels yeah. like a way for people to kind of excuse bad behavior or to celebrate the parts of them without really, you know, owning some of the some of the harder stuff. And um, the more I learned uh, and the more. I, I kind of thought about it, even after this, just this one conversation with my friend, um, for months and months and months after, I would see these little tiny things that he said about each of the types. I would see them sort of echoing through different different conversations or relationships around me. So it's almost like a, uh, I'm reading a book right now called the uh, called Invisible Ink, and um, it has nothing to do with the Enneagram. It's all about um, storytelling, but uh, I, just that wow. terminology, Invisible Ink. Like I feel like once you understand the Enneagram, you start to see that Invisible Ink everywhere. You start to see the the um, just the the traits of every type. It, once you can kind of figure out like who you are um, and how how maybe your type in relationship with a, a, you know a type three or a type four or whatever uh, whatever it is you just start to see how those dynamics work and it starts to just make sense it, it provides yeah. like this this really helpful vocabulary and I, I, I noticed it first in my marriage uh, so again like I said I was super skeptical when I first heard about it and then I uh, learning a little bit about my wife's type and about my type and how we are um, some of our strengths together and some of our weaknesses together. Having having that put into words through the Enneagram was like it, it's free yeah. marriage therapy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? and, I know, and I've I've dated uh, people who yeah. know about the Enneagram, and one of the things that we always we did when we started dating, uh, this is my last two relationships, um, both with nines, funnily enough. Um, oh, interesting. Four, fours and nines are quite <laughs> compatible, apparently. Um, and I do think that there is there is like a really um, I, at least in my own experience, uh, some of my some of my favorite people are are fours, uh, and I I feel like there's a few types that I wish that I I, I could be more of, and uh, mm-hmm. like the creativity of the four and the um, just the like I said the dynamics of a four I, I sort of always kind of want that because I'm as a nine I'm kind of level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I, yeah, it excites me when when I'm around fours. I'm like, whoa, look at all yeah. that, it, look at all that range. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Thank so you're you. saying so you, you've no. dated mostly nines the last couple. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's really helped our relationship because we we've done a lot of research about yeah how we're compatible, you know, what the strengths are, what the weaknesses are, what conflicts we might have, and it's it's really helped. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, what a what a yeah, great way to so, kind of start a relationship like that, you know, just having that understanding of, of one another. Yeah, because I, I feel like at its best, the Enneagram gives you grace towards others. Like it, it, mm, it is yeah. a tool of empathy. It is. Uh, and I, I hope that it, it is a tool for grace towards yourself um, first. And then I feel like that that softening of, of uh uh, just kind of owning your own uh, your own baggage or your own uh, challenges, I, I think that it also softens you to the the weight that other people carry too. And so to start to start a like an intimate relationship like dating with somebody with that understanding and with that being like on the table, that's that's really beautiful. It's so helpful. Yeah, I mean it's something that I really 
when I do an interview, find somebody to settle down with, it's something that I really want as part of that kind of relationship. Oh, absolutely. Uh, for sure. My, my wife and I so have been much. together for, we, we dated for 10 years and then we got married eight years ago. So we've been together for a total of 18 years. Wow. And, um, once we learned about the Enneagram, I really do feel like it, it moved. I mean, we've known each other deeply for a very long time and I feel like the language of the Enneagram has, has truly like enhanced, um, who both of us are to each other. And, uh, and just, just, I think it's provided a lot of understanding and, um, it's just been really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it just, like you're saying, it gives you grace with yourself because you can, like I said, this is how I am. Okay. How can I respond to this better? How can I respond to this healthier? Right. And, and and like you say, grace with other people, because you can say, this is how they are. This is how they respond to things. You know, and yeah, I think we need more of it. Um, the one thing I would sure. say is, I think you've alluded to this already, is that, I mean, for me, it's more of a, it's not kind of like a box which you put yourself in. It's more no. of a jumping off point, more of a kind of default place. This is where you default to. Yeah, and for sure. It's, it's hardwiring. I, I, that's how I look at it is it, it feels like, yeah, the word default is a perfect place to. It's it's your starting place. You know, it's um, it's a tendency, and I, I can't remember who said it first, but I do feel like each of the nine types are are are, are a color. Uh, you know, so if if a type nine is is the a blue, you know, there's there's so many different shades of blue. So it's it's not necessarily going to, like you said, put you in a corner. Um, there are multiple versions, and I think the wings and the adjacent numbers next to you and integration and disintegration, all these different terms that you'll hear throughout reading about the Enneagram. Um, I think all of them just put kind of put words to exactly that, like the, the different shades within each type. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, and uh, absolutely, because we're all unique, ultimately. Every single person. We really unique. are, and yeah, it's, it's funny. The the deeper I go with the Enneagram, and uh, this probably this probably is not something I should say out loud, but the deeper I go, the more skeptical of the whole thing I become. In in a, I think a really healthy way, um, because it it is still um, it's a very very. Um, it's an ancient concept. Uh, you can see the even the the symbol of the enneagram, which if you look it up, it looks looks very scary. If you're religious, it looks like a pentagram, <laughs> but it's it's not. Um, and uh, but that 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 symbol has been around for for a very very long time. And if you do any research into the history of the enneagram, you'll see that it's it's not very clear. It's it's been around in this in this kind of hazy in this hazy way for a very very long time. And um, uh, now in modern modern days, we're we're sitting here talking about it on a podcast. And um, I, I do feel like there's a lot of information being added onto it as we speak, you know, like there's a lot yeah, of um, insight yeah. being written into it, which on one hand makes it sort of like, wait, this is, how is it still just a growing thing? Or um, does that, does that challenge like how, how real or true it is? And um, so that's what I mean by, by becoming a little bit more skeptical of, of reading more and more about it. it but it, at the same time, it actually makes it more magical for me. Um, it, it gives it uh, when it when it rings true in my life, which is pretty much always like truly. Like I said, once 
once I learn the uh, kind of uh, a general understanding of each type, I I can't not see it everywhere. It really is like the invisible ink of of every every you know relationship and every conversation. I can I can just see uh, the drive or the motivation of where people are coming from, which helps me understand them more and it helps me uh, love them better. I think um, so. I there's in writing these songs, I think I've. I've, I've grown this massive amount of respect and admiration for this tool, which is incomplete. It's not, it's not like, it's not the whole answer. Nothing, nothing really feels like the whole answer. Um, but it is just a really, really helpful tool in pointing out, uh, pointing all of us to, to living better and healthier lives. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And I mean, it must've been an amazing experience creating all these songs it's really it's really fun you know so so it's as we talked a little bit about earlier i I love thematic writing i i just i i do a lot of it especially in these last probably seven eight years pretty much everything i'm writing right now is not the traditional album it's more um concepts and and eps and singles all based on a specific theme uh and and so i i just i completely love that stuff so when i when i started the enneagram songs i was very very excited to to jump into this this really beautiful tool as i said this this really helpful way of understanding um how how people work and how people think uh and i did not at all realize the the responsibility that <laughs> that it is to like publicly you know record a song that is supposed to represent like a whole group of people <laughs> like, yeah, that kind of um, it became clear to me later as I was as I was you know or right in the middle of writing that first song I was just kind of like oh like people are sort of if I get this wrong that could be that could be really unhelpful and it can also be really just uh, damaging <laughs> to, to people's understanding of this tool the Enneagram and also uh, just disappointing for people that identify as a type one like if I get this wrong uh, it just is gonna be a bummer so uh, that that gave me a very necessary kick in the pants to to do my research and to truly try to figure out how uh, each of these nine types think and and uh, what drives them and what what a beautiful like healthy version of each type looks like because basically at the end of the day each of these songs that i'm writing they're not descriptive they're um they're supposed to be written from the perspective of each of these types and uh basically i want them to be um these stories of redemption for for each of the nine types so that's sort of the approach and that requires understanding who these people are so it's been a, a lot of work but it has been such rewarding and fulfilling work yeah and i want to say about this the four song because yeah. four, when i listened to that it was it really was like somebody was like describing who i was and getting deep into my soul there was this one wow quote. yeah yeah Thank um you. there's this there's this there's this quote maybe i'm hiding behind metaphor and maybe my <laughs> heart needs to break to be sure and it was like oh my gosh you know like yeah <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank just, you for saying that. Yeah, it's just like almost like needing to feel pain to, to know what's real. Like to needing to feel yeah. something to figure out what's real. And, and of course, fours are all about f- feelings and you know knowing the difference between feelings and facts and actually f- having feelings and and feeling like they that they're real. 
and that yeah. kind of that kind of speaks to that completely you know that line oh and, thank you uh, thank you so there. much yeah so that that means that that seriously that is the the highest compliment i can think of for for writing these songs because i i just like i said i just i don't think i realized when i announced that i was going to do this that um it getting it wrong would be very easy. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. It's a big risk. <laughs> I was just kind of yeah. like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm writing, writing songs for these nine types and, uh, similar to writing songs for the, 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 the planets in our solar system or the, you know, our five senses or whatever. Um, but none of those things have feelings. <laughs> so <laughs> writing, writing a song for, uh, for these in, incredibly dynamic and, uh, beautiful different types in the Enneagram has been, uh, yeah, a huge challenge, but thank you for saying that. Cause it makes me feel like I'm, I'm not totally blowing it yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely not blowing it. Um, <laughs> thank you. All the people that I know have listened to these songs have been blown away by them. So, uh, Aww, um, that's, that means a lot. Thank you. Um, no, you're welcome. Uh, but I just wanted to talk about the creative process of making something like this because it is, yeah. it's a big undertaking. You've already alluded to it a little bit of all the, the research that you have to go in that goes into creating a project like this. Um, so tell us about sure. the kind of creative process behind making this set of songs. Yeah. So I feel like, uh, for these Enneagram songs specifically, it's, it's a combination of a lot of conversations with friends that identify as that type that I'm writing about. So, um, let's, let's just talk about type, I don't know, type seven. I just finished that song and released it into the wild a little bit ago. Um, so it required a lot of conversations with type sevens and just asking them a lot of questions, even, uh, to the point of asking like, uh, listeners on, on Instagram or Twitter, or just being like, Hey, I have a, you know, how do you, how do you process pain or how do you, um, what brings you joy in your life? Like what, what, what's the, what's the, how do, how can people love you better? Like, I, like questions like that, that are, that seem sort of general, but, um, the, the ways in which people answer them are, is, is super insightful and, and just really, really helpful in, in me understanding how, like, what, what is this? What, how does it feel to be a type seven? And so that leads me to a bunch of reading. Um, I've got a giant stack here, uh, a stack of books on my desk here that I'm constantly paging through and, 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 you know, trying to digest as much as I can. And then, um, my, my extremely helpful resource is my friend, Chris Hewerts, who is kind enough to allow me to call him, uh, at the kind of at the start of each of these songs and just say like, Hey, um, pretend like I don't know anything about the Enneagram. Who is a type seven? And then he will dive into like, okay, type sevens are this and this and this and this and this. Um, and so I just am, I'm listening to the podcast. I'm doing, doing as much research as I, as I possibly can. And, and throughout that, whether that's weeks or a couple months or whatever, however long it takes. Uh, there's a moment, uh, I think that, and this has happened for each of the songs so far where I feel like my heart sort of breaks for them. And it's not like a, it's not pity or, um, anything like that. It's more of a, like, I finally get it. I finally feel a little bit of the weight that every Enneagram type carries around with them. And so once I get to that point, then I kind of know that I'm, I'm ready to, to, to write and I'm ready to at least write the words. Um, and before that, at the same time as researching, I'm doing a lot of, um, kind of creative collecting as well, which means I'm, I'm thinking through like every part of the type seven that I'm learning about, like, how does that inform music? How does that inform like the style that the, the song mm-hmm. is written in or the, instrumentation or the production. Um, so, it, and I'm taking 
large notes on <laughs> all of this stuff and and kind of trying to make sense of everything that I'm learning and reading about and 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 talking about. So uh, eventually in there, um, a, a musical idea will form or at least a concept. And then um, once I feel like my heart is kind of uh, has has broken a little bit for the type, then I feel like, OK, I, I know I know where this song needs to land and I just need to figure out how to how to get there. Wow, that's a that's an incredible process. Thank you. Know, you. It's uh, uh it's it, it's, yeah. it takes a long time. The, writing these songs has been um a lot more. It's I have I had a very different schedule in mind <laughs> when I announced them and said they were coming out. Um, so I am I am definitely behind uh, that internal calendar that I had. But um, but I, I think it's I think it's worth it. I, I'm 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 glad that it's taking me as long as it as it is because I feel like I feel like you you can only you can only process that information uh, properly so quickly, you know, like I want to, I want to make sure that it, it truly does. I'm not just, I'm not just writing a, a song about the caricature of each type. I'm writing a song about like the, that redemptive story and, and how that type might actually think. Yeah. That must have been, yeah. And of course that, you know, as a, I mean, I'm a, I'm a writer as well. And like, I'm not a songwriter, oh, cool. but, um, I've written a few books and I know that when you create something, that does something to you as well. That oh, know, absolutely it changes you. As well it as totally does. It, it really, really does. And I, I, first of all, writing a book um, seems like the most daunting task in the world. So I, I <laughs> commend you for <laughs> for even having that that ability. I feel like uh, if you put all of my my song lyrics together, it would make like like the foreword of a book. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe a chapter or two. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But it's it's true. What you said is is totally true. Uh, it, all of this, even though these these songs are about the enneagram types, and uh, or I'm writing songs based on the the senses or the the four human emotions, all these different uh, thematic concepts that I'm working with, um, they still are essentially the same thing. I'm writing personal songs, and I'm trying to tap into something that um, is being expressed and uh, that that I need to kind of get out of of my my heart or or my mind. So mm. I always kind of say that the my music is essentially like my my audio journal. So I'm all all of these songs even though they're about people that are not my type or um or about like the planet Mercury, uh, somehow I'm I'm it's just my way of processing who I am and and kind of what I'm feeling and observing. Yeah, and I yeah, and creativity can be a form of therapy as well. I mean, oh, it totally can, is. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent is. If uh, if um, everybody on Earth um, that has heard my music decided that they're no longer, uh, they never want to hear it again, like I would, I I have to keep doing it. Like I, I really, mm. I, I feel like I would, I, I I need it. It's a part of my identity. It's part of who I am. It's part. It feels like breathing to me. Yeah, oh, I, I totally resonate with that. Yeah, I mean, what. Where does your inspiration come from? Like, Elizabeth Gilbert has written about following your curiosity, you know, yeah. and how that leads her into writing the books that she's written. You know, that she just is curious about something and follows that and explores that and researches that, and then something creative is born out of that. Um, what's yeah. your kind of road into a project? Like, what is it like, and what, what leads you to? write an album about planets or yeah. to do a, do a project about the Enneagram what is it that kind of draws you in 
to these, so, these projects? So in the in the earlier part of my making music, I, I would just do the the kind of the traditional route of making albums, and so I would I did I think a total of three or three or four full length records um, when I when I flipping last was kind of just getting started out. Um, and, and then we did the kind of the traditional, the traditional, uh, schedule. So every two years make a record and in between that time, write and, uh, tour and promote those songs, you know? So I, I, something about that felt very, um, it didn't feel as, as creative or inspired as I, as I wanted to feel. So, um, I think around 2000, 2011, Mm-hmm. I started a project called Yearbook, which was uh, basically a creative challenge for me. Um, and uh, what started as that, just a, just I wanted to make sure that I, I could write more songs and more frequently. Um, it became, it, it kind of informed everything that I'm doing right now um, in, in terms of thematic writing, in terms of these series of songs versus albums. Um, and, and basically the concept of Yearbook was I wanted to write three songs every month for one year. And um, it I announced it and I took like subscriptions for it and, um, and just basically creatively pushed myself to, to drastically change how quickly I'm, I'm writing and recording. And the, the only criteria that was my big concern is I didn't want to release demos. I didn't want to release anything I wasn't proud of. So the criteria was I can't every time I'm finished with a song, I have to, I have to truly internally ask myself, like, are you proud of this? And if the answer was maybe, then it wasn't worth putting out. And so I would go back to the drawing board. Um, and it just, I think that that fast pace of writing and, uh, and inspiration. Um, so I was, I would release each EP, these little three song EPs throughout that year. Um, on the, I would name them after the month that they were released in. So the first one started, I think in October and then, um, each of the EPs were named after the months. And so that kind of created its own, um, basically it's the musical documentation of my entire year, <laughs> you know? So, wow. uh, and the December EP, I, I wrote a Christmas song and, um, that w- it's usually not quite so on the nose during that project, but that one was a, a real specific, like I wanted to make sure like Christmas is in December and I love it. So I'm going to write a Christmas song. Um, but the other songs were just like, when I listen back, I can, I can, I know exactly what, like, it's probably the, the clearest year in my mind because I remember writing each song and trying to document it. Um, so uh, all that to say is that that project was was really helpful on a lot of levels. Number one, it helped me. I think it it, it forced me to become uh, it forced me to push through creativity blocks in a way that I never had before. Before, if I you know if without deadlines, I would just I would write, and then if when I when I felt tired or got stuck, I would not write for a few months. And this, there's no, there's no opportunity to do that without embarrassing myself and telling listeners that, Hey, I couldn't do it. You know, um, these three songs aren't done. So I'll, I'll give them to you late. Um, so it forced me to push through writer's block as much as I possibly could. Um, but it also, I think created a, a relationship with songs that I had never had before, uh, because I was capturing the original like essence or the original like spirit of, of each idea and recording it quickly and, and, and getting feedback on it almost instantaneously. Cause these songs would be, you know, worked on days before they would come out. Um, that just, it gave me this really, really positive, um, and, and beautiful like relationship with the songs where I, I felt like it, I don't know, it gave, it, it kind of 
it was like a, a system that every time I'd release new music, it would make me excited that people were responding to it. And then that would give me another boost to keep writing. So, um, it created this really helpful cycle of creativity. Uh, and then after that, I knew that I wanted to keep doing series of music, um, rather than sitting down and doing an album and touring. Uh, and so I started a thing called Atlas, which is what the uh, the Enneagram songs fit into this this very long form, uh, overarching uh, concept called Atlas. So. Atlas One contained uh, basically the theme of that was the origins of all things. So I start with uh, a few songs based on darkness, uh, which is kind mm. of the unknown. And yeah, then uh, I move on to writing some songs based on light, which is the beginning of everything. And then I did songs for each of the planets in our solar system, as you mentioned. So it's kind of bringing the, the thematic camera closer and closer to, to us. Uh, and then uh, I did a, a song for each of the cardinal directions. So north, south, east, west. And then I did a song for each of the oceans on Earth, and uh, so that that was kind of Atlas One was the that's sort of the that's the theme that was there, and then Atlas Two is the the theme for that is. Um, uh, I'm sorry, my my brain is. You'll have to edit this part out. <laughs> Um, Atlas Two is is all about involuntary human development. So it's all about us now that the camera has moved closer and closer to us and people. Um, it is all about the, the the different things that we're born with. So our our five senses and our uh, the four basic human emotions. Um, and uh, and then Enneagram fit kind of beautifully into that because uh, it, it felt like these are these are the nine different wirings inside us. Um, mm. And so anyway, not to go completely into the weeds. Uh, year three, which is which is coming up um, in the next, I don't know when I'm going to get to it, but year three will be all about voluntary human development. So it'll be what we do with all of those things that we didn't get to choose. So now that we do get to choose, what are we going to do? Like, are we going to create? Are we going to love? Are we going to dream? All those different things. So that be that's that's my very large overarching concept um called atlas and um it'll it'll have three pieces yeah that is phenomenal so i'm kind of hanging these little creative themes within within this overarching theme i love that i love the idea of setting this theme and then this big overarching theme and all these things coming within that that is that's an incredible thing and also to stick to it and actually deliver on it as yeah, well. Thank you. Is, yeah, well, I hope amazing. I hope we haven't lost all of your listeners at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's just, like one one person that stayed tuned. Like, man, that guy. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this podcast. This podcast covers a lot of different topics. We we talk about spirituality. We talk about creativity. We talk about identity. You know, so. Yeah, I know a lot of creative people listen to this. That's why okay. <laughs> I wanted to explore this topic because I know there's a lot of a lot of musicians and and, and writers, especially who who listen to this. So that's really why I wanted to explore that because I think it's really interesting. Oh, cool! And um, it's something that I'm trying to figure out. How can I use writing in a in a fresh way, in a more yeah. creative way, in a you know kind of a way that's maybe not been done before? What what? What can we do with this medium that hasn't been done? Like, yeah, for sure. That fits with who I am, you know. And I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I probably won't Me figure too. it out with my next book, but I will at some point. And I just think it's really, yeah. I mean, I'm a four, you know, I'm creative. 
I like to break boundaries. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's funny, isn't it? When you just notice those things in yourself. Um, <laughs> totally. It kind of brings us back to the Enneagram. You know, it's yeah. Um, this is kind of where we started. You know, it's four hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before, that's right. Yeah, four hours ago. Your guests started talking about in my last know. lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like for me, what I've kind of today learned really is that. First, the Enneagram is a really, really useful tool. It can yep. help us talk about, figure out who we are, um, like, you know, our kind of default kind of personality and our strengths and our weaknesses. It can help us have relationships. Um, I think, and it is true, I think, it is true, because it is. when you read really the types and you've, and you've done the test and you know what number you are, it can really help you come to terms with yourself and, like you say, with other people. Um, yeah, I think that's absolutely. Really and like any tool, you can use it wrong, um, or you can use it to do a lot of good. Yeah. Um, so that's to really to recommend it to everybody because I think it's a really really great thing. And I really want to recommend Ryan's music to everyone as well. It's all on Thank Spotify, you. I think, isn't it? Um, it is. And iTunes and all of that. Um, Sleeping at last. Um, the 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 Enneagram songs up to number. Seven or eight are out yep, now. Seven and um, eight will be coming hopefully, hopefully around the bend. I'm, I'm still kind of banging my head against the wall on that one, <laughs> <laughs> which is appropriate for <laughs> for writing the type eight. Yeah. Um, so yes, everyone, I want to recommend that. Check it out. Um, thank really, you. Thank you for coming on the show, Ryan. It's really been. Great. Oh my gosh, what a treat! Seriously, it was a delight to talk to you. Yeah, we'll have you back on the show sometime. We'll um, love that. We'll talk about your next project, whatever that is. Um, the next one. <laughs> just, just don't ask me to explain what Atlas is. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we could talk for ages about creativity. I think there's a whole conversation to have there. So um, Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, and um, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>